Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. What is up, Super Nintendos? Welcome to episode 684 of Nintendo Voice Chat. I am standing in for Seth Macy this week. Don't worry, he will be back next week. I'm your host, Rebecca Valentine, and I am here in the San Francisco studio with 
Jada Griffin. What was it? Jada Every Podcast Griffin. That is it. Jada Everything Pod Everywhere Podcast. Every podcast stuff. I don't even know. <laughs> Seth makes it up and I love it. I haven't been on yet. I have not been on Unlocked. Okay, it's our so only podcast. Bully Ryan. Ryan. Yes. McCaffrey. He was I I mean I tried last week when we had him on the show. We'll see. We'll see if that gets fixed in the next couple of weeks. We'll keep working on it. Yeah. And on the other side of Jada is industry legend Kat Bailey. Hello, everybody. Also joining me is Giant Marie, our other special guest. It, she looks like she's trying to eat your leg. <laughs> she's just here for a good time. Giant Marie just wants a seat at the table. And unfortunately, it's we weren't, weren't able to provide, though I do think this table is big enough. So we should be getting a mic because I'm, I think Giant Marie has a lot of hot takes about 3D Mario. Oh, I'm sure she does. Uh, and joining us remotely, we have now officially for realsies, our new full-time employee, our new database manager, Logan Plant. Hi, thanks for the welcome, Rev. You could say... I got the thing finally. I'm super happy to be on NBC. <laughs> Logan, tell us about what is it exactly that you do here? Tell us what your job yeah. is. So I am managing all of those object pages on IGN.com. That's if you see the small text on the top of an IGN article that's the name of the game or the movie you're reading about. You click on that, it takes you to the object page that compiles all of the content about that piece of media. And I'm also working on IGN playlists. So right now we're highlighting creator spooky playlists, Halloween playlists. So if you have some favorite horror games, you can throw those together in a playlist and we'll feature it on the site. I freaking love playlists. It's like Goodreads for video games, mm. which is all I really wanted. It's been a lot of fun compiling uh, the list of whatever the heck I've been playing at any given moment and carefully cataloging and saying, I have finished it and put it away and, it, and building my top 10 list of the year um, on the fly. I make so many playlists, mostly because I do a lot of promotion for them on our for our social side and community side. Um, but also I have like a, I think one of the ones I try to update, which I, I think I'm a little bit behind on now is my platinum game list. I know we're on Nintendo, but my platinum trophies on my PlayStation games. How I add that to the list. Point? I think I'm at nine or 10 this year so far. So I'm averaging about total? one a month. Oh, I think, uh, I think Spider-Man 2 put me at 80. That's crazy. Total, so not a crazy amount to be honest i'll have another I, I the goal by the end of this year is probably be i think it's 95 or 96 total Jeez. so i have a big trophy sprint at the end of the year which i'll be streaming this year um but i'll be trying to get like i think it's 16 or 17 platinums in two weeks so That's so cool it's gonna be a long two weeks pro gamer jada griffin major pro gamer. that's me uh, unfortunately, no plat platinum trophies on Nintendo platforms. Just uh, platinum coins. Just just coins, collecting lots of them, uh, which we are all doing because Mario Wonder is out. It's a Mario time. But before we all talk about Mario Wonder, we want to talk about other Mario games. Last two weeks ago, two weeks ago, we did uh, a big like tier list of the 2D Marios, uh, but we did not touch the 3D Marios. And now it's time to talk 3D Mario. So we've got right here a list of all the 3D Mario games that have come out and we're going to go through them one by one and we're going to rank them. Uh, so I believe last time we had like S, A, what, what did we do? It was S, A, B, C, e, and D and D. like D was was the... B was Bowser. I don't B know. B was Bowser. C was the poison mushroom. <laughs> yeah. uh, I didn't take notes. What was, D was like, was a, wasn't Wario. It was the... Yeah, there was a Wario. Was it Wario? There's D was Wario. No, it wasn't Waluigi. Was it wasn't it wasn't the Wa tier. That's what it was. Yeah. It was the Wa tier. <laughs> um, but anyway, let's let's just go through these one by one. I want to hear like everybody's thoughts on these different games. So we're gonna start with the oldest one from nineteen ninety six, Super Mario sixty four. Um, and I'm gonna skip myself because I actually haven't 
played Super Mario 64. No, oh, really? wow. I'm sorry. You I said you were going to bring some hot takes. I didn't realize the hot take was that I haven't played take. one of the best Super Mario 64. <laughs> I never had an opportunity when it first came out because I didn't have a Nintendo 64 and my neighbor did. And then like... I just haven't gone around and gotten back to it. No, I totally hear you on that. Like, there's Tell me no. why I should. I mean, okay, let's start off. Like, we got it on the screen right now for our video watchers. Uh, like, but I mean, you could the opening screen. Like, this you get to mess with Mario's face. Like, that's unheard of. Nobody did that before. Um, but I mean, this was Mario's first foray into 3D. Like, you could jump and just flip and twist and turn around. Look at the camera. Move the camera. Go. You know uh crawl underneath things like there was all types of really cool stuff this is i think this is probably the first game for in young jada's life that set her on that route of being a completionist having to get all 120 stars um and then finding yoshi at the top of the castle like that was mind-blowing for me at that at like what was i it was nine nine ten years old at that point when i was playing this just fantastic the soundtrack the gameplay everything they did is great cat i'm sure you have some yeah. stories oh, on this one i mean i think it's a top tier mario game it holds up magnificently um people have modded it in so many interesting ways over the years mm -hmm. i love that it added the penguins who most yes. recently featured in the super mario movie and it redefined Mario as we know it and in, in a way that worked for 3D. And this was in an era where if you couldn't translate your game from 16-bit to 64-bit, it kind of withered on the vine. So this was a huge watershed moment for the series. And even now, it's one of the most beautiful games on the Nintendo 64. And there's so much creativity packed into it. It set the template for what 3D exploration games would be for basically the rest of video game dumb mm -hmm. yeah logan. that nocarina logan what about you donkey kong yeah so i i kind of teased before the show that i had some 3d mario hot takes oh, and unfortunately take? this is where my first one lands i think that when i'm when i work on tier lists like this i really try to make it about how is the game playable today and the uh... present and i do not think mario 64 is aged gracefully really at all i played it most recently in the 3d all-stars collection that came out in 2020 and i think the first few worlds are just brilliant and still super fun to play through but then the second that the second half of the game kind of hits and it requires more precise platforming I think it all falls apart a little bit. I think levels like TikTok Clock are just so hard with just how Mario controls. He can't turn around on a dime. He has to like run in a little half circle to turn around. So I think that when you're talking about influence, obviously this one's huge, but modern playability, I think this is the toughest 3D Mario to go back to. I want to point out that Super Mario 3D All-Stars is not the best way to play this game. Yes, <laughs> that's why This game was yeah. really made for an N64 controller or the N64 controller was built Me. around Mario 64. Right, yeah. And I think Mario's- And crab people. You got to be a crab to use the controller properly. I've not found, whenever it's been ported to another system, I've- actually not enjoyed it that much but when i go back to the og n64 release i love it a lot oh no 100 i like that i i joke about the controller in its shape but i loved my 64 controller mm -hmm. i still have like five or six Being of those nostalgia packed into a very strange three-pronged controller yes yeah. 
I will say without, again, I have not played this game, so my knowledge is coming out of my butt here, but <laughs> like watching the gameplay that we're watching right now, we just saw Mario like really struggling on an ice slide and, and knowing what I know <laughs> about how other 3D games play on the N64, that is one of the things that has kept me from ever going back and playing this because every, every time I look at it, I'm like, yes, I see what everyone sees in it. I understand why this was a landmark game and why everyone's in love with it. I don't want to play it in 2023. I'm not interested. And yeah, I think that if I could pick one game to get a full-blown remake, one Nintendo game, it would mm. be this one, because minor spoilers for Odyssey, which turns six years old tomorrow, but the Mushroom Ooh. King, Peach's Castle is in is in that game from Mario 64, <laughs> yes, like laid out to a T, and it's beautiful, and if they just remade Mario 64 looking like Odyssey, I think it'd be one of the best 3D Marios again. I agree. So can I get a, can I get a tier from everybody? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass. Uh, I'll say A tier. That's where I'm at, too. I'm going I'm to okay, agree with that. Yeah. Hey, really? You're going to put it in A, Logan? Yeah, because I think influence does still matter, but I wouldn't put it higher than that. All right. Reasonable. All right. Mario Sunshine. <laughs> so, so, okay. Hear me out. I, I recognize that it has problems. I, I recognize that a lot of people really didn't like kind of the same, the sort of sameishness of the island setting and kind of how that carried over to the different worlds. A lot of people had mixed feelings about Flood being sort of an aid to jumping. This was my first Mario game. So I have some, well, my, my first Mario game that I owned. I had played some others at other people's places before, but like, so I, I have, I have some rose colored glasses on it, but I did go back and play it in the all-stars collection. I did still have a pretty good time. Uh, I really like, I think it's very, it's very weird. It's, it's a weird Mario game. Like it doesn't, mm -hmm. it, it stands out from all of the other ones, like from Odyssey and the galaxies and land and world and 64. Like the idea of Mario going to a tropical Island and then, having to clean up pollution uh and have have this little water jetpack that he can he can jump around on but then also have these sort of separate blocky platforming levels that he's doing without flood like all of that is just so strange but i loved the setting so much i loved poking into buildings and like running up and down and below and uh, around the levels and then like coming into the worlds at different points to sort of see like how they changed based on is it day or night is there like different levels of pollution what areas can i reach this time and finding all of the like weird hidden secrets as I just sort of repeated these levels over and over in different formats. Um, I loved the the sort of way the upgrades were trickled to you, like getting the rocket nozzle and then the turbo nozzle later on and getting Yoshi. Uh, some of the levels are super memorable. The, the manta ray attack, I think, is one that's in everybody's heads. Uh, music was phenomenal. And yeah, I just, the vibes, the piatas, mm -hmm. uh, and the, the, the way the plaza like changed over time, the way it was like flooded at one point, the way light slowly came back as you got the shine sprites. I don't know. There's just, it's so charming and it has so much personality. And I, I think I'm going to put it in a tier. I think in my heart, it's an S tier and I understand why people might put it lower, but wow, I really love Mario sunshine. It's, it, it's still my favorite, even if I don't think objectively it's the best one. No, I, I, I hear your points. I hear points. Uh, the, uh, the level, I think this, the weirdest thing is the weird level is the most memorable for me is like one of the bonus levels was like, I think one of them was like a pachinko yeah! machine. And <laughs> oh my goodness, I hated that level as a, as a kid. I hated that level. It was so frustrating. Um, but it, it, it taught me to get good at Mario and I did eventually. Um, I, I, gosh, Reb, like you hit the, the nail on the head. Like you watered all the plants with this one. Um, like it is just such a delight to jump in and play this game like 
it's just so different from everything else we've gotten in a 3D Mario. Um, I think for me, though, I think it still falls into either a B or a C tier. Because, like, as much as I love it, I do uh, recognize that it does. It definitely is a very different Mario experience, and it's not the greatest from a 3D perspective. But I do did enjoy a lot of the challenges and stuff for it. So I think I'll side with the B. I think I'll go with the B. Um so that all the sunshine people don't hate me completely because I do love this game. I mean, frankly, I'm, I'm looking at this whole list. I don't know that there's a bad game on this list. It's true. Like we we kind of railed against Super Mario Land during our 2D discussion. Deservedly really, so. I think that was that. And then maybe I don't remember what the other one was that we kind of hated on a little bit. But I don't know that there's the super, a, new Super Mario Brothers. I don't know that there's a game on this list that I'm going to put below a B. Yeah. Yeah. Kat, what about you? I have to abstain because I've never played this one. Oh, wow. I had a GameCube in college, but I was, I did not get one. I did not get this game. And over the years, uh, it's been very controversial, but I've just never really gotten around to it because I was like, oh, it's one of the lesser 3D Marios. Mm -hmm. so, Aw, um, fair point. However, Jaya Marie does tell me that uh, it is her favorite and mm -hmm. she's putting it in S tier. So there we go. Funny. I respect the opinion of Giant Marie. She is the true industry legend. Thanks, Giant Marie. Logan, you got a hot take on Mario Sunshine? I think I have a pretty standard take on this one. I'm with Jada. I think this is either a B or C tier. I think that maybe if you're talking about 3D Mario, it's a C tier because these games are all incredible. But just games, I'd probably put it in a B tier. I think my biggest issue with Mario Sunshine is it does one thing that no other 3D Mario really does, and that's that it makes you complete every level in each world to move on basically mm. and complete and you have to get the first seven stars or something yeah. like that in every one of its worlds and that leads to some friction where if there are there's a level you just can't beat and there's quite a few in this game that are really tough near the end it's just a wall and you have to get past it and i think that if they had just fixed that one simple thing where oh you just need this many shines like how it works in pretty much every other 3d mario game i think i might even bump it up to a because i love the vibes i love how weird it is i love that on the gamecube nintendo just took all these risks with its main franchises like wind waker or a first person metroid and this so i love i love all that about it but some of the levels are just not great in the second half of this game so i can put it in b tier mario wearing a water backpack strikes me as weird and I like it. Kind of overwhelms it, but there's a. I don't remember how you unlock it because it's been a while. But uh, there's something you can do in Sunshine to unlock a Hawaiian shirt and sunglasses for him. I that love that. Just wear around. It's so cute. Wasn't there all this discourse around Mario having nipples at some point? That was an Odyssey. Yeah. Odyssey. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Was the discourse that he didn't have them or that he? Yeah, did? I think so. Yeah. He did have them. Oh no, I think he I think. he did, but then Link didn't. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. I don't yeah. know. I'm not up on the latest nipple discourse. <laughs> I think that's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that Mario Sunshine averaging out to B tier. Be still my heart. I'll be fine. Uh, Super Mario 64 DS? This got a DS release? This yeah. Is a very poor port. C tier. I'm sorry to say. Okay. Well, I, I didn't even know this existed. Yeah. Um, go off. Um, so, okay. So, I have a very interesting story for this one so this one came out my senior year right before our senior trip and so me and my group of friends we all went out to get ds's and super mario 64 so we could play co-op play the multiplayer or not co-op but the multiplayer versus on our on the bus ride down to la um and so we went to we had to go to like 
five or six different game stores because all the DSs had sold out everywhere. And we ended up going to, uh, like we had to ended up finding like a game crazy, which isn't even a shop. I don't even think they exist anymore, but it was like one of GameStop's like competitors. And it was the last one. I ended up getting the last one they had there for this one. So we were able to play this the entire bus ride down to LA from like Sacramento. So it was like a six, seven hour bus ride. We're sitting there just playing super Mario 64, um, on the DS. I liked it, but yeah, it's definitely a very interesting port. I mean, we got the chance to play as Wario, which was cool. You got Mario, that. Luigi, Yoshi, and um, and Wario. Um, but yeah, it was, I don't know. It, for me, I think it's kind of like a C tier. Um, it it took some cool swings with the different characters and doing different things. Um, but I, I don't think it really added enough um, to the formula. He uses the stylus, as I, as I recall, because... Uh, I believe so, the yes. Nintendo DS did not have a uh, Joy-Con kind of setup. Yeah, it was all D-pad. No, yeah, all D-pad, so they had to integrate the the, the touchscreen. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ninfrendos. It's been a very long time since I've played this one. I think the excitement at the time was that you could play an N64 game at all on the Nintendo DS, which made mm-hmm. it a significant step up uh, from the GBA but when it came out, the res- the overall results felt kind of disappointing. I think. Yeah. yeah. Like, get, you got a tier yeah, for that, Cat? Been... Sorry. Tier. Oh, I, I think it has to be a D tier. Ooh, Logan, what about you? Yeah, I'd put it in either C or D tier. I agree. This this is a weird one. If this had come out a generation later as a 3DS game, I think it would have been an awesome remake. But a 3D platformer with just the D pad just. I don't think worked for many people. And then the content they added was weird. It's remixed versions of some of the levels that I don't think anyone who's finished them all really likes or thinks they stand up to the levels in the original 64. And you have to find a cap to actually play as Mario. You start the game as Yoshi. It's just a bizarre game. Yeah. It's super weird. So yeah, I I definitely think it's the lowest on this list. C or D. Yeah. I'll go. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) I'll go C D D tier. There's got to be one in D tier. Okay, D. Um, all right, uh, moving on to Brighter Horizons Super Mario Galaxy. Um, all right, look, I like Super Mario Galaxy. I think it's an excellent video game. As someone who started on Mario Sunshine and fell in love with Mario Sunshine and the way like it had you know these sort of s- separate areas that were all open and you could kind of freely explore them, Mario Galaxy actually felt like a step back for me. Like the puzzles were cool and like the vibes were cool, but the worlds, all, all the different levels felt so structured and linear. Like they did not feel as open and free as sunshine did and so i actually have not finished super mario galaxy i was playing it uh on what was that i was playing on like wii u on the virtual the virtual console thing where you could play like wii games in this sort of like Mm -hmm. weird way i don't remember what that was uh and i i liked mario galaxy but i didn't love it as much as sunshine and so i feel conflicted like i i think it people love it it's probably like an a game for me it's a b i don't know don't don't hurt me uh, someone else talk about Mario Galaxy. Who- I So I liked Mario Galaxy, but you're 100% right on that. And I didn't really think about that at the time when I was playing it. It I think Super Mario Galaxy is the closest thing to a 2D Mario format in 3D yeah. that we've gotten. Exactly. That explains why I liked it. Yeah, so it's Fair very kind of, it's, it's a lot more linear um, versus the kind of like go and explore and solve, you know, like 
Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine. It's like, hey, go get whatever stars and whatever order you want for the most part, or get whatever how many whatever shine sprites you want in whatever yeah. order. Whereas this one is kind of like, hey, this is your track that you're on. You've got to go on this track to get to the end. One thing I do like about the Galaxies games one and two is that I feel like this is when Nintendo really like they've always done solid music, but I feel like this is when they really started to like put their whole Nintendo into their music, like with full on orchestras and everything for yeah. these games. Um, but yeah, I can hear the theme in my head now. It's very, very catchy. Yeah. How about you, Kat? Yeah. What's, oh, what's here? Um, I think I would put it, I think I put Galaxy 1 at a B. Okay. Kat? Mario Galaxy is one of the best Super Mario games ever. And uh thank you for solidifying why i liked it i was i was thinking to myself wow this is pretty much the best implementation of platforming that i've seen in a mm. mario game mario 3d game more, more so even than uh, mario odyssey and i think that's great actually uh, i think the things that stand out to me about super mario galaxy is that the sense of soaring has b mario as we're seeing in the b, b the b footage mm -hmm. gave us i gave it a b Rosalina and Luma. Mm -hmm. Aesthetically, Ooh. it is a vibe. I love Mario Galaxy's world in the same way that you love Mario Sunshine's world. Yeah. And I think it's such a terrific implementation. It integrates the Wii strengths so well. Um, so I played this one with my partner when it came out back in 2008, 2007. And uh, she would play with the little Joy-Con. Mm -hmm. And she would poke me off the ledge and it was very evil but she very much enjoyed it <laughs> so they did a great job of giving people who felt uncomfortable with uh platforming something to do uh I, and they did an even better job of that with mario odyssey i don't think it's the best 3d mario we haven't talked about the best 3d mario yet but I think that Mario Galaxy definitely stands the test of time. Also, it's the one where Peach dies, apparently. So um, I also want to uh, retract my vote and make move this to an A tier for me because I do not know how I did it, but I overlooked that the Queen Rosalina is was introduced in this game, and Rosalina is is Bay. She's the best. She's Queen. I think it's She's S -tier. best princess. Heart. Well, I would say actually A tier, and then another one is going to be S tier in yeah. a second. Yeah, Logan, how about you? Yeah, I agree. I think this is A tier, and I think that maybe one we're going to talk about pretty soon is S tier. I think Galaxy is still really incredible. I think just talking about the art design, a lot of Wii games have aged incredibly poorly, and this game is still gorgeous. We're looking at the footage right now, and it still looks great. Nintendo really knows how to develop for their own hardware. I think we take for granted now the platforming on the ceiling that this introduced, but doing that in a 3D space is just remarkable that Nintendo was able to get it to work. I think the story is very cool, introducing Rosalina, and it's kind of told in this storybook fashion that we're seeing right now. Yeah, I think this is an A-tier game. It would be S-tier if it didn't get a sequel that I think is even better. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm going to retract. I I do th the more the more I like remember cuz it's been years since I played this. The more footage I watch and the more I'm like, "Oh, right." And then it's got that. Like the gravity mechanics were really good. Mm -hmm. Uh I think 
I think it just didn't like resonate with me in the same way that Sunshine did, like out of a sense of nostalgia. But it is like a really good game. I I was thinking about what you just said, Kat, and there there really are like two kinds of Mario enjoyers. There's like the platforming enjoyers, and there's the exploration enjoyers. And there's a couple games where they're just like the class hand, hand meme of yes, this is genius. And I think I think Odyssey is one of them. And I I sh- just I just want to add. Uh, I apologize. Nintendo didn't have a great time during the GameCube era. I think a lot of people forget that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Wii felt like a moment for Nintendo where they were back. They were back in the zeitgeist. And Mario Galaxy felt like a true celebration of that. It felt epic. It felt like a big deal when it came out. And it was right alongside all of the other amazing games that came out in 2007. Uh, 2007, one of the greatest games years ever for video games and mario galaxy is a piece of that Mm -hmm. i i get the feeling some people here have some strong feelings about super mario galaxy 2 though yeah it's uh even better than mario galaxy (laughs) it refines everything that was good about mario galaxy 1 and it gives us yoshi what's not to love yeah gotta love a game with yoshi yoshi is is the king yeah logan you also seem i i thought you were hinting at maybe loving this yeah galaxy 2 is s tier for me i just think that it takes everything from galaxy and goes crazy with it i think the levels are a lot stronger a lot weirder a lot more interesting and platforming with yoshi is super fun and it leads to that brutal final level once you have all of the stars that you have to use Yoshi with and there's bullet bills flying at you in every direction and it's a super memorable final challenge in a Mario game and the soundtrack in this one is just amazing yeah yeah no I'm, I'm right there with you uh, with Logan S tier for this one like it's just it's fantastic they this is, you know, we talked about how with during Tears of the Kingdom where Nintendo was able to just sit there and the developers were able to just cook yeah. and just do whatever they wanted to do and make it as big as possible. Super Mario Galaxy 2 is, you know, what what Tears of the Kingdom was to Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Galaxy 2 was to Super Mario Galaxy 1. Yeah. So, like, hands down, they just, they they understood the assignment. Yeah. I, uh, I... I did not, I also, I, I have not finished Super Mario Galaxy 2. Again, it's not, it's not related to the quality of the game. I have, I have played some amount of it, but I'm, I'm with you all. I still have a soft spot in my heart for the kind of design that Sunshine and Odyssey, I think, have espoused more in that sort of mm-hmm. like open, open space and less linear design. But I can't really argue with how good the the puzzle puzzle is not really the right word, but sort of the flow mm-hmm. of the like the I mean just the level design. I can't I can't really argue with how good it was. Uh, yep. It yeah, it was it was pretty phenomenal, and I should have finished it. It wasn't in the collection no. that they released recently, which is a darn shame. I think they're maybe they're maybe, so sad. Maybe they're saving it. They're saving it for another collection. Nintendo I, can be one that quite they'll variable. actually leave on the shelves. I hope. <laughs> Nintendo can be quite variable in its re-releases. Unfortunately, the Mario 3D All Stars was not a great re-release yeah. overall. No, yeah, a lot better. I think the widely accepted theory is that the Yoshi pointer controls would be too tough to pull off on Switch. I don't mm-hmm. know if I buy that, but that's what the community has convinced itself of. Mm, interesting. Okay, well. Easy. Super Mario Galaxy 2 is solid S tier for everyone. Uh, Super Mario 3D Land. Hmm. Uh, I'll start on this one because I'm a big defender of this game. I think it's really good. I think it's an A tier Mario game. I think that 
you all mentioned Galaxy is the game that most closely replicates the 2D formula. Mm -hmm. I think it's 3D Land and 3D World. They have the flagpole, the three collectibles in between the start goal and the finish. And I think 3D Land just does it really well. It's probably the best use of the 3D feature on the 3DS next to A Link Between Worlds. There's a lot of really cool ways it plays with depth that really enhance this experience if you have that slider up. It's super charming, has a great soundtrack. It brings back the Tanuki suit. The second half of the game is super difficult, kind of the levels after you beat Bowser for the first time really up the challenge. And my favorite detail is there's one level where if you light four torches in a room, it plays the little Zelda solution sound effect, <laughs> which I always thought was super That's cute. Right. I always have this uh I always have this thing where I think Zelda has ruined it for me, but anytime I see like braziers or torches in a game and I light them up, I expect some type of secret, some type of yeah. acknowledgement that, hey, you lit all the fires. Um, and there's so many games that don't do it. And I always get very upset by that. Um, no, Logan, you're 100% right. I think uh, to your point about this, about, you know, Galaxy and this one, which one kind of did the balance better. I think that are like evoking that 2D Mario in a 3D. I think you're right. I, I agree. This one definitely felt more like the 2D format of it. I feel like it's, if you look at like the Venn diagram, like this one is like closer to the 2D side and galaxies are closer to the 3D side. They're both like right there in the middle and they have that, they both hit that perfect kind of blend. Um, but this one is definitely a little bit more. Um, I agree. This one is definitely an A tier. Um, this one got me excited about Mario again. Like I had taken a little bit of a break after um, Galaxy 2. Like I just was like, ah, I'm kind of, you know, don't really want to play Mario and stuff like that. I'm kind of trying to play some other stuff. I'm getting cool and trying to be like edgy and blah 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 and then i i played this one i was just like oh my goodness this is so good it's just it's just full of just delightful like levels the design is great the platforming is fun like i freaking i love i love super mario 3d land to my lasting chagrin i previewed this at e3 2011 and wrote kind of a negative preview about it Aww. because at the time I was like, I don't know. It feels like a compromise between 3D and 2D. And I don't think it does either of them as all that well. Of course, when it came out, it was excellent. And it's one of the best Nintendo 3DS games mm -hmm. at this point in time. Uh, my recollection is that the main story quest um, is quite short, but then it really takes yes. off yep. after that. Because mm -hmm. I guess they wanted to make something fairly accessible. I think that... A lot of people maybe forget that in 2011, the 3DS was in a pretty bad place. Uh, Nintendo had to do the ambassador program that year mm -hmm. uh, because they did an emergency price cut in order to get it established. That was how bad things were going. Mm. So it felt like a critical moment for the 3DS. And Mario, as always, answered the call. I think that was also the year that Mario Kart 7 came out and not, yeah, they came out like within two weeks of each other or something like that. Yeah, not the greatest Mario Kart. I mean, what? just like Mario 3D Land is not quite as good as Mario 3D World, Mario Kart 7 doesn't quite live up to Mario, um, Mario Kart 8, but both excellent 3DS games. Yeah. But we know the best it, Mario Kart is still Double Dash. So J Jada gave it an A. What are you giving it, Kat? Oh, uh, I'll, I'll say... A B. Oh. Bum, bum, bum. I'm going A. Going A? Um, I'm also going mm -hmm. A. Uh, everything everyone has said is true. Um, I 
I, I'm sort of torn between uh, on like where to put it because I think at the time this was like a really brilliant game and I think since they have done the things that they did in 3D Land better with as you said in World mm-hmm. I keep forgetting um, this one exists yeah no same like it kind of it kind of blends together in my head a little bit with like some of the more fully 2D games and then also with 3D World uh, and so I yeah I just I just forget that this was its own game but yeah at the time there have been a lot of franchises especially in the nintendo vicinity that have had to sort of navigate the the tricky landscape of okay everybody expects games to be in 3d spaces now like Mm -hmm. 2d games are still a thing people are still playing them and i know that's like a very reductive description of what a game is but but it's true like people are just drawn more towards being able to explore 3d worlds now and that's a trend that's been going on for the last decade Mm -hmm. couple decades or so and Nintendo was trying to navigate what to do with this flagship franchise that they had had multiple 3D successes in, but they also had this 2D format that people loved. And so what do you do? How do you, how do you make a character run around a space in a way that feels familiar and true to its roots, but also is in keeping with the format that you are evolving? And this was a really interesting exploration of that. Um, so that also made very good use of the platform. Mm-hmm. It's, it's 3D-ness. So yeah, I think, I think A is, is reasonable. Uh, but let's talk about Super Mario 3D World, which I love. Kitty Cat Mario. Kitty Mario. Cat Mario. Cat Mario automatically makes this one an S tier. IMO. <laughs> now are we, are we talking Super Mario 3D World with Bowser's Fury or is that a separate entry on our tier list? You know what? Uh, I, I that think... is actually, Seth made this list. It's a separate entry. So I, just 3d world because if we're talking 3d world 3d world is great i think it's excellent but i think when you add the bowser's fury and all that extra post-game content and all the changes and stuff they made to it yeah that's what took it up to an s tier for me i think for me this one started as an a tier i loved the it, it was so just it was very animated it had you know the designs we got to see these this this felt like the next gen mario for nintendo console generations um and i love that about it um so as to use of co-op in Mm -hmm. a mario game yes oh my gosh it's uh, because i i only recently played this uh with my partner uh with with because i i played through the game with with him and then i wanted to play bowser's fury by myself and yeah it the co the co-op stuff is so much fun like bouncing off each other and and throwing things around and and messing up and fall it was it's great it's silly yep it's playful yeah. i i fully agree with the assessment of this was an a like the game itself by itself is an a game but then bowser's fury brings it's it up officially fast. just wonderful oh yeah mm-hmm. we're looking at like the shadow mm-hmm. the the silhouette stuff like in that one level uh it's really good Mario getting into the cat suit and going, yeah. You get to play as Rosalina again. <laughs> like, fantastic game, baby. Yeah. Um, the queen. Well, why does Bowser Fury add to it? <sighs> it just it just took it up another notch. It just everything that they added. Logan, do you have thoughts on it? You haven't let you talk oh, about yeah. this one. Yeah, yet. I think the original 3D World was an S tier for me at the time. Ooh. I put it in A tier now, like you were all talking about, because of what Bowser's Fury added. I think 3D World was nintendo's best kept secret in 2013 Mm -hmm. because so few people played it at the time i was one of them that did i had a wii u and it felt like nintendo confidently introducing itself to the hd era finally you had mario u before that you had a couple other things but mario 3d world was and still is gorgeous the co-op is incredible and they just threw everything at the wall on this one they had that a trailer that came out 
a week before the game that showed here's 50 things in Mario 3D World and they spoiled pretty much everything including that Rosalina was in the game as this post-game character they were like please buy a Wii U and buy this game and people still did not answer the call but this game is incredible and it's also the origin of Get the Thing NBC fans might remember that's where it comes from Ooh. is this game and then Bowser's Fury is basically Mario Odyssey World in 3D World style. And I think that's so cool that they added that when they didn't need to, they could have just resold the game for 60 bucks and we would all bought it again. But I really love that they added that mode. Yeah, Bowser's Fury is really, really interesting. It it brought back the thing that I like about Sunshine. It felt like someone gave me a, a, a slightly larger, like one of the worlds in Sunshine, but larger. And then there's also this ongoing time mechanic where every so often Bowser pops up and I have to be ready for him mm -hmm. and encounter whatever it is he's up to. But meanwhile, I'm bouncing around between these little islands and 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 dealing with the like doing doing the little puzzles in whatever order I want, sort of openly and freely and comfortably. Um, and I I just love that. I, I I'm the exploration lover in Mario and and Bowser Bowser's Fury was everything that I could have possibly wanted out of that and also had Bowser Jr. follow following you around, which I think is the cutest thing ever. <laughs> yeah. So that I, I fully agree. A to S I think cat. I think you're the only one I don't have a letter for S for the original or there's the same. Uh, how about we just say a for three world and S for Bowser's fury. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. The switch port also sped up the game significantly. The character movement speed is faster mm. in the base 3d world game and the switch version. And I think that made it a lot more fun. Yeah. Uh, last one, Mario Odyssey. That I that's a solid S for me. Like I I don't know what more you people want. Like that that game is so good. <laughs> the worlds are good. The platforming is good. The characters are great. I the fizzy ocean, Mario and mm -hmm. swim trunks. It's it's so stuffed. I lo I love watching speed runs of this game because they're like trying to get a certain amount of moons, and every every like two seconds, it's just you got a moon, you got a moon, you got a moon because it's so full to bursting with little tiny mm -hmm. secrets and stuff to find and little moments that feel rewarding and they can be everything from these absurd platforming challenges like when you get to like the moon levels at the very end and some of the stuff that you're asked to do it's absolutely wild to just sitting on a bench next to a lonely guy to cheer him up and you get a moon for that too and just absolutely everything is like full of of joy and, and discuss there's a food world i'm sorry i'm like all over the place i freaking love this game no i mean you can become a goomba you can throw your hat at things <laughs> what yeah no the cappy the cappy mechanic is just was fantastic it was probably one of nintendo's i think most brilliant ideas for just mario reinventing himself literally yeah. as everything in the mario kingdom in the odyssey they just did a fantastic job with it like they also, this is another um, example of them leveling up the music when you get to New Donk City and just like going through the whole music aspect level. of this. Oh. So good. Mm -hmm. um, and then they blended in these very cool like tributes of 2D sections into it where you go back into Mario 1 graphics basically and you're going through these sections and it's just it's fantastic and like you said rabbit it's like it's just packed to the brim with moons which are the stars shine sprites whatever you you know the collectibles end up being in mario's and it's just fantastic and i, I don't think i've seen the mario community create as much content around a mario game as they have around super mario odyssey it's just it was a fantastic game s 
plus all the way. It it really embrace. I I think Nintendo's been doing this for a long time now, but I think it really embraces this thing they've been leaning into hard in the last like five or six years or so of making games where you're repeatedly pointing at the screen and going ah. Yes. Like when he becomes the dinosaur mm-hmm. and you real that moment when you realize I'm a giant T-Rex and I can just stomp around this level, which is not something you would ever think of Mario doing, but it feels so right. Well, we got the mega shrooms in the previous ones where you go around stomping, but as a dinosaur, yeah, a dinosaur, even better. Yeah. Was that an S for you, Jada? Oh yeah. yeah. Hands yeah. down. Cat take. Oh no. Mario Odyssey is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh gosh. I was scared. I was scared. <laughs> she likes to do that. She likes to play with your head. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, the perfect one-two punch of Breath of the Wild in at launch and then Super Mario Odyssey in the holiday. What a year. I, how can you mm-hmm. ever possibly top that? It was... They just did it again. I know. Tears of the Kingdom and Wonder. Yep. It was a fantastic celebration of Mario history. Uh, wanted to cry tears of joy during the Jump Up Superstar segment at New Donk City uh, with Donkey Kong and everybody. Uh, the capping mechanic, I agree, totally brilliant. Mm-hmm. And I think an, a wonderful expansion of the accessible multiplayer co-op yeah. yep. uh, concept for Mario Galaxy. Basically, it took everything that every 3D Mario has ever done well and made it even better. The co-op thing is a really good shout. I know a lot of parents who played this with their kids because their kids aren't like their motor skills are not refined mm-hmm. enough to be able to play a complex platformer, but the parent could play as Mario and let the kid be Cappy. And that was, you know, enough to be able to play together. And that was a really meaningful experience to it for a lot of people. Is that S for you, Kat? S plus. S plus. Ooh. The Mamma Mia tier. The or is it the Wahoo tier? Whatever we did. I the Mamma is bad, right? Mama no, I think Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia usually is. when he dies, he says, Mamma Mia. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this It'd is the wonderful tier. We're doing that, I know. It's S plus. The, the wonderful tier. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Logan? Are you going to fight us on this? Yeah. yeah I didn't think no, so. this is the one that I wrote about in the NBC column last week that went up on IGN. I think that this is the pinnacle of all Mario, not just 3D. And. Some days I think it's maybe the best Nintendo game of all time. I think this game is just brilliant. I love it so much. If I could pick one game to forget and replay, it would be this one. I just think it is full of wonderful, unexpected moments just from start to finish. I think it is just a crescendo all the way up to the end. And the finale, I still don't like to say what happens, even though this game came out six years ago, because it's my favorite gaming moment of all time. It's very good. mm -hmm. It's so good. It. I have goosebumps just talking about this game. I love it so, so much. And I'm glad that you all agree. I think that it's just, it's brilliant. Yeah. The post-game stuff too. Like there's so much to yes. do after that yeah. point. Like I, yeah. I, I didn't get every moon, but I spent a lot of time poking around and finding more stuff. Um, also, I listen to the soundtrack all the time too. It's yep, one really of my good. favorites. It's amazing. Tiny shout out. One of the very few games, like ma- like first party Nintendo games to actually use that haptic uh, stuff in the joy cons yes. mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. like i i love the fizzy ocean because it does the haptic uh what is it called the you're talking about just like the how it kind of the hd rumble hd rumble thank you hd rumble mm-hmm. where when you dive into the ocean it does like a little pss, like soda uh and then there's uh the other water level where you're like a zipper on the wall it does like a zipper like it feels like you're pulling a zipper and there's they're very subtle and if you're not 
thinking about it. You won't notice it because it just fits with what's going on in the world. But I was so impressed. Like, I think I, I was contemplating like writing something when I played this about how, oh, it sounds like they're actually going to use this feature on the Switch because they used it so well in Odyssey. Maybe we'll see this kind of thing in more games. And then we didn't. I don't think I ever <laughs> played this with Joy-Cons. I think I was all pro controller all the Before way. Before I bought a pro controller, I was playing it with the two, the two Joy-Cons on the little mid- the little thing. Oh, the little holder. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't like the rabid guys. Ah, they were all right. Oh yeah. The yeah, rabid gangsters them. were dumb. They were fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the one negative bad yes. rabbits. Um, so I, that's bo- almost every game. I mean, that's super Mario 64, I think is an a sunshines in B Mario 64 DS is in D galaxies in a galaxy two is an S 3D Lands A, 3D Worlds A. Those are somehow the same. Uh, Mario Odyssey is S+, and 3D World plus Bowser's Fury is S. That's a pretty good tier list, but... That's great. We're missing a game. This year, I decided I actually wanted to like follow hockey a little bit more than just the most casual of casuals, so I subscribed to a service that streams all of the NHL to your television. Uh, the Boston Bruins home opener. I went to watch it, and boom, Blackout restrictions apply, which I thought was kind of ridiculous because I'm still 200 miles away from Boston, but whatever. Had I had NordVPN, that wouldn't have been a problem. I would have just gone in, changed my settings to another geographic area, and boom, I could have been watching all the Boston Bruins home games like it was nothing at all. So now I have NordVPN, and I can watch the home games of my local teams streaming without being frustrated. It's the same thing with, like, Netflix. It has all these complicated licensing rules, which from one country to another don't really make sense. So something you could watch on South Korean Netflix, you won't be able to watch on the United States Netflix unless NordVPN, boom, switch to South Korea, and you're watching whatever Korean drama that you want I highly recommend you do that. I haven't done it myself, but people seem to enjoy them. And who am I to try to bring down people's enjoyment? Uh, NordVPN, more than just entertainment and sports availability, it's going to protect you, especially when you're traveling, when you're using public Wi-Fi. People are trying to get in there. They're creeping on you. Bad actors, people trying to steal your password, your bank account details. Who knows what the government's doing these days? I can't keep track. They're all over the damn place. NordVPN... It's going to protect you. It's going to protect up to six devices because I know you have at least that many devices in front of you right now that can hook up to the internet. Boom. Fastest VPN in the world. You're not going to get any buffering. You're not going to get any lagging. Uh, It's going to stop your ISP from bandwidth throttling, which they do. That's kind of sneaky, especially how much you're paying those guys. There's threat protection to protect you from viruses and malicious malware and whatever else. Uh, Um unsavory actors are out there. If you want to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash NintendoVC. That's nordvpn.com slash NintendoVC. Victor Charlie. Uh, That link is also going to give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There is no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nice of them, and I appreciate that. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Which game are we missing? Oh, well, I guess, but Mario Wonders... It's not. Mario Wonders 2D. Mario Wonders 2D. 2D. Oh, this this isn't like a... It's all 3Ds. So. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to rank you know, Mario Wonder. To be fair, Mario Wonder does have some does 3D-esque have, yeah, 3D yeah. sections. It's 2.5D. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, well, I can't... I was trying to do a segue, and I, I did a bad job of it. So let's just talk about Mario Wonder. Yeah. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's so it's good. Right. Oh, how far... Let's start with Logan. I, Logan, how, how... You've played a lot of this. Yes, I have finished it once in co-op, and now I'm on my second playthrough already going through it solo, Ooh. and I think it's incredible. I think that the review Ryan gave it a 9, I think that's perfect. I think that it is probably my favorite 2D Mario. I'm not saying it's the best. I think that the three versus world war will rage on for eternity, yeah. but I don't think that anyone will give you side-eye if you pick this is your favorite. I think if you said Mario U is your favorite, people would be giving you some looks, but I think this is right there with those two. <laughs> the it, it really feels like a 3D Mario turned 2D, which they said as much in their developer, Ask the Developer interview on Nintendo.com. It feels like they took that sense of discovery and yeah. unexpected moments from things like Odyssey and just infused it all here. And not not just with the wonder effects, just from the levels themselves. Mm-hmm. There's so many new enemy types, so many new mechanics that they'll introduce and you'll never see them again, but they feel polished. It's a type of thing that I think Nintendo is the best at pulling off and they really, really pull it off here. I love almost everything about it. If I had any nitpicks, I'd say the soundtrack is not super memorable, which is a disappointment given the franchise yeah. and the power-ups. I like Elephant Mario a lot, but it's not like the the tanuki suit or the cat suit or the cape. It's not something I think we're going to be talking about in years no. about the greatest Mario power-ups. But those are the only blemishes on an otherwise fantastic game. Yeah. Speak for yourself, Elephant Mario is going to be around forever. It's going to okay. live rent-free in my head forever. I love sure. Elephant Mario. The ability to just like thwack people away at a, at a whim. I love it. I love just being able to like, yeah, you're not worth my time. Get out of here. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, I 100% agree. I think Wonder is just, it's filled to the brim with just so much energy, so much excitement. I think they're, they foreshadow things to come in the later part of the level with at the beginning of the stages so like you know what to prepare for and you don't realize that they're foreshadowing it until you either get to that point or your second playthrough if you miss a purple coin you're like oh where was that purple coin and you're like oh there was a giant snail enemy that i needed to grab its shell and use it to break blocks and there was a pipe towards the end of the stage where there was blocks um blocking it i guess i need to bring a shell to that and break that um like their level design is so so good good. like there's i haven't i don't think i've had a single level where i've just been like how did they do this how did they design this so masterfully like it's just so good every stage and the wonder effects like we get a wonder effect on basically every stage and it's a different unique wonder effect every time and it's they're all just magical experiences like 
It's the T-Rex thing I was talking about earlier, making you go, ah! Exactly, but, but it's in every stage. Yeah, every time. It's, I, I, yeah, and, and it's, it's always something, it's, it's very rarely something that you can see coming. Like, there was... I, I don't want to like spoil too much. I'm I'm still fairly early on, but there's like a water level where suddenly the whole thing flips and the water's in the sky and you're on the <laughs> yeah, gr- yep. and you're on mm-hmm. d- dry land running around and then there's like another one where suddenly you're walking on the backdrop of the game and and they're all they're all like that. They're all just strange and unexpected mm-hmm. and freaking delightful. Yeah. Um cat. Yeah, cat. Please don't hate me. <laughs> Oh, you're not into it? That's okay. It's fine. Yeah, no, I, fine. I like it. Um, I think it's really well done in certain aspects, for sure. I agree with Logan's criticism about the soundtracks and the mm-hmm. power-ups. They don't hit for me mm-hmm. like our earlier games in it. Um, I think the wonder effects are awesome Yeah. and really stand out, honestly, because they're so psychedelic and wild and surprising, and I love being surprised in yeah. games like this. And I... Um, Beyond that, yeah, like I think it's really good. I'm still, I'm, I'm in World Three now. I guess mm-hmm. I got past fluffy clouds fluff, and puff. I like the puff. online aspects too, with the ghosts that are running past you. Mm-hmm. I think that it does a lot really well. I'm waiting to find the. I have a high standard for Mario, and I'm waiting for the moment that really super elevates it. I think I really like the badges. Mm. I think they're really so Florian. Florian really likes the badges. Yeah. He's always asking you about them. He's always talking about badges. Badges. Badges? 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 I can equip this badge for you if you'd like. I like the the way that they let you change up the gameplay Mm -hmm. and kind of without being super overpowered. There are some that just kind of give you a little boost. Like I usually just have the I want to be Big Mario if I die Mm -hmm. uh, badge. But there are ones that lets you do dolphin kicks underwater, which are really good. So it's basically frog Mario, but in badge form or the ones that let you do the, the wall climbing and that kind of thing. And I think the badges and the wonder seeds uh, make this game stand out. But I think it's because it superficially resembles new super Mario brothers that I still have a little bit of kind of not PTSD, but kind of, eh, from those games that what do you mean by that how does it resemble those superficially like from a stylistic standpoint and especially because super mario new super mario brothers um was much took much more after the original mario one than some of the later games that i like i'm on record as being a big mario 3 fan and mm-hmm. certainly at the beginning mario wonder feels fairly linear in that respect it reminds me of mario one you're not really going into the sky you're not the the worlds do not feel big they're very point a to point b mm-hmm. and maybe it continues to expand on that as the game goes on but in the the near term i find myself missing the more uh advanced stylings i felt that they had taken it with the nes and the super nes gotcha Yes, because I got a lot of Super Mario World vibes from this one, and and so that's why it's also vibing really well with me. I felt like I was exploring in Mario World, like genuinely exploring. A little bit around the map and stuff. There are some, like, little hidden things in the the overworld and stuff that you can explore and find. I don't think it's as crazy as it could be, but I'm also only... I'm on the fourth world, so I'm, like, only, like, what, halfway through, roughly? 
Logan, you can probably tell me I'm probably what halfway through. Yeah, about halfway. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't think it's as exploratory as like, say, Super Mario World, where, you know, you had to go and find these alternate exits to I miss ghost these. houses. Yeah. I, I also miss ghost houses. I miss the really intricate I'll, fortresses. I'll just say keep playing. Yeah. OK. I will. okay. They do some cool things with the world map later on that Sweet. I think feel very much like Mario World. Somebody said that it starts out making you familiar with it in a Mario 1 style and then gets really crazy, especially as you get much later into the game. And so I'd agree. I, mm-hmm. I'm rolling with it and I want to see what happens. But in the in the short term, I'm going, yeah, this is good. Yeah. I probably would have finished it already by now, but I'm like really taking my time to savor it. Like I've just been doing like maybe four or five stages a day. And then I'm just like, okay, I'm putting it down because I want to play this tomorrow. And I want to, because I want to smile all day tomorrow after playing my four or five stages tomorrow. Um, I just get my quick little dopamine hit and I'm good to go. Um, Also, I will say this, uh, you know, because it's Mario Wonder. um, Don't play as you know daisy she's a terrible princess she's the worst hey. the worst character yeah. um i'm calling out it's this is you know uh this is a very direct call out to mark medina he can uh he can quote me on this daisy is the worst princess i feel personally attacked it's okay it's okay how can you hate the girl next door daisy is the alan of the barbie world alan and was that's the okay only good ken it's it doesn't matter that that's alan no. was a hero protagonist of the men in barbie <laughs> it's all about it's all about Rosalina, but when Rosalina isn't there to lead, Princess Peach does the job. But Daisy doesn't even come in third. I'll play. I'll play Nabbit before I play Daisy. Oh my wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. She Daisy's at the wow. bottom okay. of the list. Well, throwing the gauntlet. Related. I Seth left me a. It doesn't say question block. It says Quebston Blanc. I don't know what that means, um, but uh, we've been left with a lot of uh, Mario Wonder questions, and one of them happens to be from Josiah Byler, who is your go-to character in Mario Wonder? It sounds it's like Peach. it's Peach. It's Peach, baby. Yeah, you know, yeah. Elephant Peach, you know. Kevin, are you going to fess up to using Daisy in front of Jada? No, Mario. Mario. Because uh, when I'm playing a Mario game, I, I play as Mario. It just feels weird to play as anybody else, but I think that maybe... I might start a playthrough as Daisy just to spite Jada. Oh, please do. Funny. Please do. <laughs> and I'll I'll be there and setting time records in front of you with my peach. Just oh so my you have to look at my name and Peach's oh image gosh. every stage. Logan, what about you? <laughs> I play as Mario. Uh, I keep wanting to shake it up, but I just love how the Mario Brothers look so much in Wonder. Yeah. They're so expressive. Really- and I think you can kind of tell they're, the most work went into their animations and reactions and things. So mm-hmm. I, I think that I just love how Mario looks. It might be my favorite art style. Yeah, in a Super Mario game. I, I agree. love how the whole thing looks. Yeah, that's one of the things that I, I love about this is that they they did that uh, developer Q and A uh, where they talked about all the care that had been put into the animations and the art style and the way they like they originally had Mario. In, in all the other two games, he's facing straight ahead, so you're looking at him in profile, but they turned him so that yes. you can now see his facial mm-hmm. expressions better, and he's more he's more animated, and I, I think that really shows. Um, I'm So, I, Logan, you said you played through the whole thing in co-op. Uh, I'm playing mm-hmm. through in co-op with my partner, um, and he picked Mario, so I can't be Mario. Nice. Uh, so I'm playing as Blue Toad. Uh, oh, Buckenberry. Yeah, and I, I, think, I knew that. Was, I wanted to bring that up again because I actually looked up the source of that information. It is really wild it is from a destructoid article in 2009 wow. where uh the author went to a new york city uh pre or it was the new super mario brothers Wii launch of it at the nintendo world store the account is 
very strange and I'm not entirely sure it's meant to be taken fully seriously, but they have this anecdote in the piece where uh, they were talking to a, a Nintendo rep and they were talking about the playable toads. Um, and the Nintendo rep apparently told this person that they had nicknames among the development team, but that they weren't official. And he asked them what they were. Um, he was told to turn the camera off and I'm quoting then with an extremely serious face, he whispered in my ear, the yellow one is Ala gold and the blue one is named Buckenberry. So I don't know how accurate this information is, but wow, in my heart okay. forever, blue toad is Buckenberry and I love him. I, I agree. Now you know that information. Buckenberry <laughs> is fantastic. I play as Buckenberry. Nice. Okay. So this is, uh, you know, nobody asked for it, but I'm going to give it anyways. This is the yeah. tier list for Super Mario Wonder characters for what who you should play as. Peach, Toadette, Luigi, Green Yoshi, Toad, Mario, Nabbit, Blue Yoshi, Red Yoshi, Yellow Yoshi, Daisy. What's wrong? yellow yoshi <laughs> it's just a... yoshi's better than yellow yoshi i agree what yoshi's at the bottom i just want to say that super mareep a uh, giant mareep is on record as being a daisy main so mm, i don't wow. think so i don't think so i my so. my pokedex is telling me that mareep is actually a very very stark against daisy uh stay tuned okay. for the next episode of nvc when jada fights a giant mareep i will i'll do it <laughs> Pokemon battle tease. style. Put your money. Put your money on uh, on Jada versus Giant Marie. I'm, I I want to go against an electric sheep. I'm just gonna say. I wouldn't do it. I've got my own electrical powers. Uh, I wanted to get one more effective. question in uh, about Mario Wonder. Uh, this is from Bo Hartweg. Uh, I don't know if you'd consider it too spoilery to share, so try not to spoil stuff from later in the game if you can. Uh, but what was the most wondrous moment for you in Super Mario Wonder? <sighs> Man. Um. Logan, go for it. Yeah. You've probably got a couple more examples. Yeah, I, I think that the one I don't want to... There's my favorite wonder effect I don't want to talk about because I think it is a little bit later in the game. It's awesome, and they've never done anything like it. It's really cool. But my other favorite, I think, is kind of the internet's favorite, too, which is just level two. It's Piranha Plants on yeah. Parade. Yeah, that I think was that the one I was going to say. That was so good. It's such a strong entry, entry point where it feels like a vote of confidence from Nintendo saying, hey, what you're about to play is really cool and you're never going to know what to expect. I think it's kind of, it's the thesis statement of the game. It's one of the best ones. And that's not to say there aren't other heights to come after that one, but for it being the second level before yeah. you're kind of in it and know a little bit more what they're doing, I think it's just super special and memorable. And I'll never forget playing that one for the first time. Yeah. I think that was literally Nintendo literally planting their flag of like, this is... This is what we're about with Mario Wonder. Yeah. Um, I, I love that one because it feels, it, it's gratuitous. Like it doesn't change, it changes the level, but like there's not a whole lot of gameplay associated with it. You're just running along and they're all singing. And I, they, <laughs> they told that story about like they had 2000 sticky notes from the developers at Nintendo. And I'm just imagining the one that said the piranha plants sing question mark. And everybody <laughs> looked at that and went, yeah, they should. <laughs> I think, and I love it when they jump out of a pipe and start walking on their yeah. legs, which you rarely see. What? You almost never see piranha plants walking. It's they so They do funny. that a lot in this game, actually. Mm -hmm. They do. Yeah. Uh -huh. 
Um, I think my favorite wonder effect is there's it's in the first, I think, two worlds as well. But you go and you grab a wonder seed and while you're climbing this vertical section and all these enemies, instead of shooting attacks at you, start blowing bubbles and you're just bouncing up the bubbles yeah. through the whole one. And it's just it was just very colorful and just a ton of fun to just bounce around. The wonder effects are genius. I mean, Logan already said everything that needs to be said about singing piranha plants. I do like flying buffalo or whatever those oh, are fun, yeah. where they're charging but then all of a sudden they're a roller coaster that you're running up mm -hmm. had a great time with that it. felt the most super mario world to me like i felt like that i felt like just i was like oh i'm playing super mario world like so, i retract everything bad i said about super mario wonder the wonder effects are <laughs> just an, a level above Cat and Logan, uh, before we wrap up today, you two had something that you care about happen in the news that was Nintendo related. Something you care about. I don't know anything about this. I'm throwing <laughs> it to you. Please speak about the Smash and the Brothers. I mean, there was a kerfuffle <laughs> this past week because Nintendo released new tournament guidelines and it's pretty much what you would expect. It's uh, they put new kind of strictures on large scale events and uh, predictably the Smash Brothers and competitive community blew up. And I think that there are two things that we should be thinking about with this. One, it's maybe not as bad and apocalyptic as everybody is saying is maybe more Nintendo codifying the standard practice for what they've been doing for quite a while. You apply for a license, that kind of thing. The other thing is, Nintendo is deeply strange about its competitive communities. It's yeah, apparent to me that Nintendo doesn't really like having competitive communities. I think they even had to pull teeth a little bit to make stuff like the Pokemon World Championship um, a thing. And I just, uh, I wish that they would let their communities be more joyous, I think. The my... fans just want to celebrate their games. Well, there's this kind of, do the fans own the game? Does Nintendo own the game? I think it's both. Yeah. Honestly, I think that the the amount of work that fans have put into, for example, you can't really get a license for a Melee event anymore, which is too bad. I watched a really fantastic documentary about Smash Brothers Melee, and it's really it's remarkable so the grassroots mm -hmm. effort that they put into building this up and the amount of work that they went into to create things like a Project M and whatnot. And the fact that Nintendo says... Absolutely not. No third-party mods is um, it's kind of disappointing to me. It's also a little silly. We're what fifteen years past melee, something like that. I can't. Twenty-one, twenty-two years. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. We're it's been a while. So I feel like at this point, just kind of let the community have their fun. Yeah, yeah. But this is like codifying legal language and a lot of the things that they've been doing already. It's just also sort of a bummer to see it in writing. Yeah. Logan, what do you, what yeah, do you the, think about this? The, the ball's really in Nintendo's court now. We will see how easy it is to get a license. That's been the situation for the last number of years. I've been covering this beat on IGN for three years now. I've been writing Smash Brothers competitive stories, and that relationship is so far gone between both the players yeah. and Nintendo. And, and it's sad to see. It's been this way for a really long time. And then a few years ago, you had Nintendo and Panda team up to make this Smash World Tour, mm -hmm. that then Nintendo and Panda kind of pulled the plug on a month before the big championship yep. tournament. And that was a huge deal. And that was supposed to be Nintendo's officially licensed tournament. So now they're saying, hey, you can get past all these guidelines if you just apply for a license. But last time Nintendo went all in on the license, 
it all got shut down right before the big culmination of this year-long circuit. So we'll see. I've heard rumblings from a few Melee people. It is getting easier to get a license. So Mm. hopefully these big events, like the big house just happened last weekend. There's Genesis. There's the Summit. There's all these things that hopefully do end up getting licenses. But it is sad to see because people care about Melee so much. They're still lugging around giant CRT televisions to play this 22-year-old game. And on... On the topic of third-party mods, there's something called Slippy, which is Mm. fan-made, and it's how players play Melee now is with this mod called Slippy. It's how they play online, it's how they track their frame data, and it's how they play in tournaments. And if that's not allowed to be used, it's going to greatly change how these tournaments are able to function. So hopefully Nintendo hands out these licenses a little bit easier than they have in the past. Until then, it's kind of hard to say what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I was going to say... I agree with everything that Logan said, and as usual, very knowledgeable. Uh, go check out the Smash Brothers documentary if you haven't, if you're not really familiar with this, because it's quite an amazing story to think about how these people came together and created a tournament scene from absolutely nothing. And I mean, mm-hmm. and I think it was 2011, 2012. They finally got into Evo and all of the Smash pros from the 2000s were all going to be there. And... Nintendo said, no, no, you cannot. And it was mm-hmm. such a huge deal online. It was one of the top stories on Reddit at the time. And the backlash was so intense that Nintendo had to step away. But there's almost a capriciousness in how controlling Nintendo can be over all of this. And um, I wish they would stop. That is my only point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a huge shame. The because... last thing I was... Oh, I was just going to say it's a okay. huge shame because the whole people coming together and playing games together is something Nintendo professes to very much be about and building communities and building friendships and relationships around these games in a way that they approve. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a shame to, for Nintendo to decide, okay, we can't have absolute control over this and it's not being done exactly precisely the way that we want to do it. So too bad. Caveat, uh, the Smash Brothers competitive community has had some genuinely toxic and horrifying moments sure. that Nintendo mm-hmm. has not wanted to be associated with no. in the past. And, For sure. Yes. And, and that's fair too, but you, I don't know. I, I feel like there is a, a possible world where they can support the the positive efforts of this community and, and distance themselves from the problematic ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to I was going to speak to what Kat just mentioned. Yeah, in 2020, there were a ton of sexual misconduct allegations, many involving minors within the Smash Brothers community. And it's easy to see why Nintendo would distance itself from that. That being said, the relationship is fractured decades prior to that as well. So it's not like that. that, That's the only thing. But and then I understand there's a lot of great people in the Smash community. I understand they've been burned many times. But then there's YouTube videos with it's like it's like a song that's has a bunch of pro smashers saying F Nintendo and Sakurai and they say it over and over. And it's like, I understand you guys have been burned over and over, but you're, you're just widening the gap here. So yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's a tough situation all around. Yeah. All right. We're almost out of time, but not quite. So we're going to do a super duper duper fast Miiverse segment. Everybody, you got one minute to talk about the thing you want to talk about. Kat, what you doing lately? Uh, I've been watching an anime. It's called Heavenly Delusion. It's really good. It's by Production IG, who are an outstanding anime studio. It's basically Last of Us in anime form. Go check it out. All right. That was less than a minute. It's All right. gorgeous. 
Jada, uh, what you got? I have jumped into the world of Luigi's Mansion 3. Oh, finally. Good game. I, uh, it was one of those ones I kind of slept on for a bit, but man, that game was so gorgeous. I actually did over the weekend, I did a little double uh, watch play at the same time where I watched Disney's Haunted Mansion while I was playing Luigi's Mansion That's 3, good. and it was perfect. They were both just kind of spoo- spoopy. Yeah. How far? So had you ever played Luigi's Mansion? I haven't. I've, I haven't played 3 yet. I have probably, I think I've got like six or seven of the elevator buttons okay. right now. Is, that's kind of the only thing metric I have to go. Luigi's Mansion 3, I feel like, is quietly one of the best Switch games. And everybody, like everybody, yes. if you say the words Luigi's Mansion 3, they're all like, oh, yeah, that was amazing. But whenever people get together and try to talk about the best Switch games, I feel like it's the one people forget. Mm-hmm. How is it so underrated? It's very strange. Definitely yeah. one of the best ones. because it's Luigi. Yeah, poor guy. I think it started it's with a 10 a, million seller. I think it started with the fact that the original Luigi's Mansion was kind of underappreciated in its time. Very much so. And slowly but surely, that franchise has really grown in esteem. But maybe it hasn't quite hit critical mass where everybody goes, yeah, Luigi's Mansion is a top tier Nintendo franchise. Yep. I think so too. Hopefully, we get a fourth one eventually on the, the mysterious new system. Uh, mm-hmm. Logan, what you doing lately? I haven't been on this show to talk about F099. Oh I haven't talked yeah. about it. We haven't talked about it hardly at all. I talked about it last week. It was announced. I think it was like yeah. announced on like a day the show was happening or something. I know somebody for whom it's their game of the year. Nice. Okay, Logan, so Logan. Logan. In a non-Zelda world, it's mine. In a non-Tears world, it's my game of the year. <laughs> I've played it for 35 hours at this point wow. already. And I, I love it. I love it so much. I, I didn't know what I was going to think of it because it's slower than F0 and <laughs> it's not as kind of precise as F-Zero is about nailing your racing line. But once I kind of got past all that, I'm just so happy this franchise is back. I've won 15 races. I kind of have my strategy down on a couple tracks. I've won a few Grand Prix. And yeah, it's one of those games I can't put down once I start it. If I start playing, I'll be up at 1 a.m. playing it. That's just, the races are so fast and you always want to go back in. Whether you place well or crash out, there's just always a reason to jump back in. It's it's so awesome, and I hope that it just generates some interest in F Zero again. What's your what license level are you at? Uh, S three. Nice. I I just hit B last week. I've only got like I think maybe six to eight hours into it, but man, it's just so good. Uh, just so nice. good. I wish they would bring back Mario ninety nine. Thank you. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Logan, so you're you're yeah. a big F Zero guy. Huge. Okay. Yes, huge what, what would be like the ideal next? Like, if there was another, if there was an F Zero announcement tomorrow, what would be the ideal for you? F Zero GX remaster yes. to the same visual fidelity as Metroid Prime remastered. All right. F Zero yeah. GX is the best GameCube. It is a Nintendo masterpiece. It is one of the hardest games they've ever published, mm-hmm. and it's it's just a phenomenal game. Not a sequel. You would just want a remaster. That's all we need um, at this point. Let's let, let's let's let them let them cook longer if they need it for yes. a re, for a new one. But man, we yeah GX. Yes. Sorry, Logan. Please, it's your it's your thing. But yes, GX. Please. Yeah, I think that I just don't know who would make it if they made another one because the studio that made GX is long gone. It was Amusement Vision that turned into the Yakuza studio, and then it's just yeah. they're gone. So I think remastering GX is the way to go. And how that sells, then maybe we could see a new one. Uh, so mine is, I've been playing Dragon's Dogma, which I feel I like is a weird reach for me. Is it? I think it is, maybe. I The reason why I started playing it is because my partner was describing, like, so they announced Dragon's Dogma 2, and I was like, okay, you you really like Dragon's Dogma. Explain to me what this is. And he started by saying, I think you'd probably hate it. 
and then started describing the game, the original Dragon's Dogma to me. And I'm like, actually, this sounds like the weird nonsense I'm really into. Uh, yeah, it's it's you're running around this world and like this medieval fantasy thing. You're like picking your class. I'm a mage, whatever. I'm doing the magics. Uh, there's like a whole thing where there's a dragon at the beginning and kind of like. A very dogmatic dragon. Yeah, you have this mm -hmm. moment with it or whatever, and you got to go kill the dragon, whatever. But I, it's weird. You get these pawns, these like soulless little like human folks following mm -hmm. you around that have no other desire or thought in their heads except to be your servant. And they're constantly yelling at you like, look out, there might be rocks. Oh, no, we need to use fire against that guy. If you uh, if you want a like a more up to date thing that's kind of used this uh, to a good effect, it would be Baldur's Gate three with the hirelings. <laughs> you can just kind of hire those kind of random like people. That, yeah. It's kind of the similar thing. Um, only differences with the pawn system in Dragon's Dogma, they learn as you yes. progress and do things. They'll say things so. like, "Oh, I I've learned how to do this quest now," and then there's like an online system where you can send your pawn out. And other people can borrow your pawn. And if they have knowledge of the quest, then they'll like give them like, so I'll get pawns from other people who have done a quest that I'm currently doing. And they'll be like, instead of sort of this open-ended, like, oh, I don't know where to go. Like they told me to go somewhere in that direction. I don't know where it is. The pawn will be like, hey, I think we actually need to go like exactly over here. Or I think we need to talk to that guy or they might know something about this. And that's really cool. Like that shared knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, it's a weird game. I'm kind of digging it. I'll probably keep plugging away at it. Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, it's on the switch. I think. Yeah. It's on the yeah. Switch. I don't know the Dragon's Dogma 2 is going to be. Yeah, it's not. Probably not. Most likely. Maybe, not. again, maybe on that mysterious new Nintendo console. Who can say? Uh, very last thing I want to do is uh, Seth's little shout out thing where he shouts out people. I actually have one this week. Shout out to Joshua from the Pumpkin Festival. Uh, NBC fan said hi at the Pumpkin Festival, where I saw the biggest pumpkin that has ever existed on record. Nice. It was a big pumpkin. Nice. I don't know. What big pumpkin. That's awesome. Shout out to big pumpkins. <laughs> um, and Seth's t-shirt. What? Oh, Seth's t-shirt. Crap. I was supposed to talk about the t-shirt. It's not in the runner show. We're almost out of time. There's a new t-shirt uh, for, for Nintendo voice chat. It's in the IGN store today. Uh, we should have a picture of it. Maybe we can show it. It says super Nintendo's on it. Yeah. It's amazing. Super <laughs> Nintendo shirt. I forgot so, all about the shirt. This you will not be identify a... yourself as a super Nintendo. Get the shirt. Get the shirt. Get this, the thing. And this won't be around for long. I think this is a limited, limited run. I think it's a limited run. I could be wrong, but I believe it I might be. No I believe it might be a limited run on this one. So if you're a super Nintendo and you want to get the thing, get the thing. I want to get the thing. We're all going to get the thing. If you're not a super Nintendo, wear the shirt anyway and become a super Nintendo today. Okay. That is about, that is actually all the time we have left uh, for this week's NBC. Uh, before we go, I have a few favors to ask. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, leave us a like and a nice comment. You can even say a nice comment if you don't know what else to say. Uh, if you're listening to us on a podcast app, please leave us a review. It helps us spread the good NBC word and we'll be forever in your debt. Uh, thank you so much, Logan, Kat, and Jada for joining me today. Uh, and remember, NBC is the only place where you can get the thing. Get the, get the thing. shirt. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. 
and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.